Good evening, world. This is the podcast, Sassafras, and your host, S. Laura Cattell. Welcome back to our breakdown of the book Manifesting Change. It couldn't be easier from Mike Dooley, featured in The Secret and a New York Times bestselling author on the topic and subject of manifestation. We have gone into quite the round of detail. We have covered the nature of God, the nature of the universe, the nature of reality, time and space. We did not take the kid gloves into the book. We went in head first and went all the way down to the bottom, only to discover there was a trap door and we fell through that. So yesterday we went over some examples of um, focusing on the end results. So we had the salesperson, there's the other one. We had the salesperson and we had the athlete. He went over Tiger Woods and we, he went over the, the top salesperson, uh, salespeople in the office. And if you've ever been in sales, they always say, assume the sale. The really good ones completely assume the sale. When they walk up to you, it is a done deal. They just got to get you to that point. The real good, really good salespeople will do that. It's assuming the sale. So they went over salespeople. Today we are continuing with those examples, going over the author and the tycoon, covering J.K. Rowling and her meteoric rise to fame, which is, uh, if you've ever looked up her story, she's, um, again, I think I went over this yesterday, Beatles type of scenario. She uh, was told she couldn't cut it. Nobody wanted to publish her books until she finally found one. And then, of course, now she's like a billionaire. So we're going over the author and the tycoon. Well, he doesn't actually specifically name a tycoon. We're going to go over those two examples today of how to picture what you want with the end result in mind and to not let other things distract you from the end result in mind. So before we get any farther, my shout out to the restaurant industry, all my guys and gals out there sling of food. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for being here. Thank you for caring. And thank you for not giving up. Please don't give up. I don't know when the end is in sight for some and for others have already opened and they're trying to get business back on their feet. Remember to take care of yourselves. Remember to, you know, step back from the, the hustle, the bustle, the overwhelm before it becomes too overwhelming. Don't quit. Don't quit. All right. So end result in mind. So we're going over the author. How is it that J.K. Rowling or any best-selling best novelist is able to spin one enthralling yarn after another? It's because Rowling and others like her have an end result that says, I am a world-class storyteller. I am a best-selling novelist. And as they go through the motions to move in that general direction, simply writing on their computers, contacting agents, maybe hanging out at book fairs, everything will be given to them. I like this example because it illustrates that it's not just players and circumstances that are rearranged on our path when we have a when we have a new end result. Oops. So I'm just going to do a caveat here. He started with J.K. Rowling, so I was assuming that the rest of it was about J.K. Rowling. My apologies. Apparently, it's not. Such is life. 
So, all right, so back to it. It's not just the, the agents or the publishers or the readers that are taken care of with precision. For J.K. Rowling, she literally, she is literally infused with the levels of inspiration and creativity required to pull off such a tall order. Creativity and bright ideas. These are given to us when they are necessary to achieve the end we've been imagining and moving with. Where do you think your good ideas come from? You have never had a single bright idea that you didn't summon as necessary to achieve an end result that you were already thinking about. That's a good point. Actually, I'm going to um, segue there just once. We've gone over you are not your thoughts, you are the observer of your thoughts. So where do you put good, pull good ideas from? Is it from yourself? Is it from your other self? Is it from divine mind? Where are you pulling those good ideas from? Food for thought. Back to the book. So when you understand this, you can summon the next great invention, the next great story, the next great business idea, the next great teaching model, the next great parenting technique, or whatever your line of work calls for. If you have an end result that you could not otherwise be brought about without you having an epiphany of some sort, you will then be provided this big idea gratis on a silver platter as you go about your affairs and move, physically move, toward your end result. Incidentally, it's not just creativity, inspiration, and motivation that we're handed when we have a new end result. The person who believes and declares, demonstrating their focus and end results, that life is hard and people are mean, or that they all have to do, so it's me, or that all they have to do is seafood to gain weight. Well, the universe can play those games too. What you are thinking and speaking will not only draw about players and circumstances, it will even bring about feelings that help hasten the manifestation of whatever you're dwelling on. If your end results and related thoughts, intentional or not, don't serve you, those feelings will be of helplessness or even depression. We summon these mindsets by our chosen perspectives, and our perspectives are nothing more than the end results or the thoughts we choose. Or to put it in another simple term, worry. This is a, another way of describing uh, what we went over in the secret. And attention goes, uh, energy goes where um, energy flows where attention goes. There we go. All right. What you focus on is what you end up manifesting. Whether that's good or bad things that you're manifesting, what you focus on is what you're manifesting. So. When we're perceiving, and I remember I told, talked about our perceptions, the real, our reality is mean and, uh, you know, stacked against us or, you know, rich people are evil or whatever you're telling yourself. That usually feel, leads to feelings of helplessness, which then lead to depression. You're depressed because you can't feel like you can fix it. You feel helpless. So that's just another way that he's spinning the same. And again, 
some people just need to hear it phrased differently to understand. So, alright. Fortunately, the really good news is that you can turn your ship around on a dime. This is the classic story of the prodigal son from the bot from the Bible. In the instant that the truth is recognized, you are welcomed back into the fold, and life begins working for you instead of against you. Simply begin with saying things, thinking things, and dwelling on a new end result that will serve you, such as, my life is easy, I love my life, I have so much free time. First create the reality within your mind. <clears throat> so I'm going to expound on that. So my life is easy. Or, let's say, money is easy to acquire. I love my life. I'm excited to wake up in the morning. Alright. I am so fulfilled in my current job. My life is so fulfilling. I am so, I am so happy all the time now. Insert whatever thing you would prefer to be. Alright. It works. It works, and I will give you a personal story of it working. During COVID, as I'm sure like everybody has been having um, burnout with being with their same family members, you know, most of the time family is cyclical. We see each other for a few hours here and there, and especially when teenagers get to that point, they want to go do things with their friends, and um, it's not healthy to be staying at home for this long, right? The the there's an unhealthy level of teen suicides happening on there and it's heartbreaking but I digress I love my kids they love me but sometimes being with people too much you just need that that space and sometimes things bubble up so we were having some issues we were having some issues that's all I'm gonna say so before I would go to bed I would say each of my kids' names, and I specifically stated over and over, I have a loving and beautiful relationship with my daughter. I have a loving and respectful relationship with my son. Some iteration of those two. Within a month. Within a month. My relationship was better. Both of them. But when I stopped, it started slipping again. So I went back to it. And it went back. To being, to start to continuing to improve and get on better relations. They're not kidding when they say gratitude is one of the most powerful ones. Alright? I would also infuse it with, I'm so grateful that I have a beautiful and wonderful relationship with my daughter. I'm so grateful that I have a loving, respectful relationship with my son. And I would really sit there and feel it. And I shit you not, it works. But you gotta be consistent. Alright, so back to the book. Alright, now we're to the tycoon. How is it that the rich keep getting richer? First and more, foremost, contrary to everything you've been told, there is no connection between intelligence and accumulating abundance. None. Zippo. Just look at many of the people who have wealth. 
The rich get richer because they either have the courage or the audacity or the brilliance, or maybe even the naivete, to hold on to an end result that says, this could happen to me. I see myself surrounded by abundance. They then take the all-important step of simply moving in that direction by maybe researching investments, talking to the kind of people who might be able to give them ideas, networking, whatever it is that they do, as long as they consistently move in the direction of their abundance dreams, including following job leads that could play a role, and as long as they hold that vision in their mind, it must come to pass. They cannot stop it. That's how powerful these universal principles are. I am going to interject there. Although he is right, it is mindset. The rich get richer because as they get to that point, they start divesting. That's why payroll taxes and income taxes never affect the rich. They don't make an income. They get paid from their investments. That's not counted as income. That's uh, as in the income as um, required for an income tax. All right, that's a payment out from a, their investment, and that's completely different in the eyes of um, the tax guys. Rich guys don't pay income tax. So whenever you hear politicians talking about an income tax, rich people don't pay it. We pay it. All right. The rich get richer because they are in proximity to other rich people. They're the ones that get the cherry-picked ideas first because they're talking to the people and the players that are doing it first. All right. Tony Robbins talks about that all the time proximity to put it another way as it's been told um, you are the sum of the five people you hang around with the most if you're hanging out with other rich people you're going to be at some point exposed to ideas that are probably going to make you wealthy because that's with these guys too alright Tony Robbins had a really amazing story about that one time and he took the advice of someone else, like, you know, you got to increase your proximity to these guys. So he did. Took him a year. But that led to a series of events that he would not have otherwise have had if he hadn't been focusing on getting his proximity down. What was originally supposed to be like a $4 million deal or a $40 million deal turned into a $400 million payout for him simply because he was in proximity. So, no offense to Mike Dooley. Um, I will say this. Rich keep people keep getting richer because they see opportunity where others don't. And as they have their own funds under their belt to go and do other things, they start branching out with other things they like doing. One really good um, example of this is Dwayne Johnson, or as everybody knows him, The Rock. He started off in wrestling. He had a really amazing on-screen persona that got him uh, movie rigs or movie deals. As he got more movie deals, he started pumping more iron. I don't know if you've ever seen before or after photos. He's like 
huge now compared to where he was. And he was doing wrestling before. Now he's just acting. But because those are things he loves and because he now has the money from his movie deals, he's opened his own um, gym. He calls it Iron Gardens. He really loves pumping iron. The, the, the man just loves it. So he opened his own gym. He has his own tequila line. He has his own workout wear line. All right, that's how the rich keep getting richer. As once you have enough money under your belt to go explore all of the things you wanted to do, it just starts compounding. All right. Not to mention, you know, all the endorsements and the talk shows and the book deals and all the other stuff that they get. All right. But that's that's a good example of how the rich keep getting richer. So back to the back to the book. But uh, sorry, I got off topic there. So, but they do have the end result in mind. So he was right, although mm, that was rather too short. But he is right. Rich people have the end result in mind. They're already looking for the next thing that they can do. And because they're not focused on how much money it can make them, but doing it well, it ends up making them more. Because they have the money to make sure it's done well. Alright, so I got off our topic, but alright. But that that's important to remember. Alright. So cracking the money nut, losing weight, and being photogenic. Now, of course, this works in the opposite way as well, because there is often that person who comes to me and says, I get thoughts becoming things. I love my life. I love my wife. I've always been a positive person, but Mike, I just can't crack that money nut. Oh no, you cannot ever expect to crack the money nut by saying that you can't crack the money nut. Your words are a declaration of your thoughts. Your words, your focus and attention reveal what your true end results are. And if you're walking around telling me or anybody else that everything is cool, but you can't crack the money nut, then guess what? You will never crack the money nut. What about the person who tells you that they want to lose weight but just can't? Guess what? They're right! They're absolutely right because the same universal principles that put the stars in the sky will conspire to show them that they cannot lose weight. And they will be put in the wrong place at the wrong time, predisposing them to the wrong foods, undermining their confidence, making them feel powerless, and keeping them in a reality in which they cannot lose weight. Why? Because their declaration was, I cannot lose weight. Your wish is my command, presto changeo. You now cannot lose weight. Once again, there's an upside to this. You can immediately begin turning your ship around by simply starting to say new things. Things that serve you, such as, I am surrounded by wealth and abundance. Everything I touch turns to gold. Or, the pounds are just disappearing. Or, it's never been this easy before. And don't forget this one. I am so phonogenic, I can't take a bad picture. Say it. It works. This example is from personal experience. 
I used to be one of those people who'd say, get that camera out of here, don't take my picture, I hate my pictures. Until one day, as crazy as it sounds, and sometimes this stuff does sound crazy, I experimented with saying the opposite. And wouldn't you know it, my pictures are now fantastic. Remember to say these things even when they're not true at first. In fact, say these things especially when they're not true. This is why you're saying them. Don't worry that it seems weird. Of course it does, especially compared to the way you've approached spar sparking life changes before. The old-fashioned way of focusing on what you don't like and what doesn't work. But how successful were you then? Anybody worth 20 million can say everything they touch turns to gold. It takes a spiritual maestro, however, an absolute enlightened genius, to be able to make those sorts of statements and then move with them. If in no other way than pretending, in spite of evidence to the contrary, that may surround them, like their $60,000 of credit card debt or their sagging stomach. It takes an enlightened genius to hold on to such a vision, move with it as your end result, and not lose faith in spite of what's happening in your world. All of which becomes infinitely easier to do when you understand the mechanics of manifestation. Because then you understand that you don't have to figure out the cursed hows. You grasp that you've been working miracles since you could crawl, and you realize that there's a system that will do the hard parts of manifesting for you. And we are going to hop off right there. Oh, wait, actually. Screw that. We'll finish up the rest of the... My apologies. I didn't realize we only had a page and a half left. All right, so the trick lies in understanding. Again, understanding is what we're after. Understanding is the elixir of life. Understanding how life works puts you in a place of power. With unanswered questions and apathy, you give away your power. It ebbs away from you. You become impotent and incapable of making the changes you want simply because you've got questions about whether or not you're worthy to have what you want. If you've done enough, if you just need to be luckier, whether or not you chose this lifetime to experience poverty, I've actually heard that one, or whatever misfortune you think you're experiencing. No one is here to experience a poor life. No one is here to be sick. No one is here to be lonely. Wherever your life started is not necessarily where it's supposed to stay, unless you say so. You came here to thrive, and while you also chose challenges, it was on the sole condition that each and every one of them would be surmountable. And the best way to surmount them, and fast, is by understanding the truth. The truth I'm sharing with you now is that the end excuse me, is that the end in mind is the starting point of change. And it's an end that you must hold on to and physically move with, especially in spite of any contrasting circumstances around you. You can do this. Your homework is to start saying things that serve you as if they were true. In other words, you're going to start stay saying stuff that serves you, especially when it's not true. You're going to say things that your contemporaries would deem crazy. So don't share them.
Just tell them to yourself, the mirror, or while sitting silent in your car. Say them, feel them, believe them. And as this material unfolds, you'll see that I'm also going to ask you to start predicating your behavior upon that vision playfully, as in make-believe. It really couldn't be easier. Please use the following table as an icebreaker and then continue making similar lists on your own. Think through what you'd like to change in your life and how you'd like to change it, thereby giving yourself ready material for declaring what will be true in your life as if it was already true. And underneath that is a little passage. Statements asserting that you are already the person you've always dreamed you'd be, getting the love you've longed to have, doing the things you've wanted to do, having the friends you've envisioned having, and visiting the places you've always dreamed of visiting. And then it's got a little um, fill-in-the-blank, my ideal life now looks like this. And it's a, about a half a page of just blanks with bullet points, and you're supposed to write it in as you, um, as you want. So let's, let's go over a couple of these. So... You're already the person you've dreamed you've always you always dreamed you'd be. So if you're if you've always dreamed you're wealthy, start seeing things like, man, it was so easy to become wealthy. Man, money is easy to acquire. Wow, everything I touch turns to gold. From and you you gotta imagine yourself from that place of already being wealthy. So what would a wealthy person say? Money's easy. Money is easy to acquire. All right. Getting the love you've longed to have. I'm so grateful that my relationships have all been so fulfilling. I am so grateful to always find really loving people. Same thing with friendships. It's so fantastic having friends that genuinely care about me. Try and get as much exuberance in there as you can. Are doing the things you've always wanted to do. So, man, it was so great I finally got that trip to Cancun. Or Bora Bora. Or Bali. Man, that cruise was so amazing. Alright. Playful. So, we're going to stop off there. Hee <laughs> hee. And the next chapter is... Do try this at home. Haha, ha. right? Don't try this at home. Do try this at home. So that will be the official start of chapter three. So, the miraculous mechanics of manifestation, as put forth in this chapter, very simply is start with the end result in mind. If you're constantly saying, I can't lose weight, guess what? You won't lose weight. If you're constantly saying money is really difficult to acquire, money will always be difficult to acquire. Flip it. When he said, I wonder what would happen if I started saying the opposite. That's a fantastic place to start. And I'll even give one more exercise that you can do at home to really pound this in. So for one day, starting tomorrow, starting this afternoon, whatever you want to start it, just for one day, write down what you're saying. I hate traffic. My boss is an asshole. I'm not sure if your boss is an asshole, but for example. 
um, I can't stand my coworkers, or my job is too hard, or my job doesn't care about me, or my coworkers are mean, or I can't stand traffic, or I don't like my car, or you see where I'm going? Write it all down. Then, when you get home, or before you go to bed, or sometime in the evening, go over what you have written, write down its opposite, you now have the affirmations you should start telling yourself. And watch your stuff, just mean, watch your life improve. Watch your life improve. So, we are almost at 30 minutes, so go ahead and give yourself a little wiggle, get a little stretch, and we'll do our two minute brain break. Back. Okay. Alrighty. Go ahead and take a. Oh, excuse me. Close your eyes first. Take a nice deep breath in. And let it back out. And take another nice deep breath in and let it back out. And just let your awareness settle into the space. Just become aware of the gentle rise and fall of your chest as you breathe in and back out in and out. was a little simple simple one today I'm still in the middle of packing up my entire house apparently when you get a really big you know decently sized 2700 square foot house things fall into cracks you did not realize you had before mm-hmm yes yes I'm I'm learning things this is good I like learning things all right I can't wait to see you guys tomorrow we'll come back for chapter three 
do try this at home. You have your homework for tonight and or for tomorrow. Write down your the, the thoughts you're saying, the words you keep repeating yourself. And then when you get done, do their opposite. Alright, like he said, photogenic. I can't take a bad picture. However it looks for you. Okay? It does work. I have proof in my own personal life that it works. It does work. Okay? I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I will see you guys tomorrow. This is the podcast, Sassafras. Good night.